0: up everything. It's playoff time and the Blues are set for a date with the Minnesota Wild. Can they survive caprazov Flurry and the other boys of the Oak Brigade? We'll discuss ahead. Plus, we'll look back on our preseason predictions and preview every playoff clash in the NHL. It's a lot to cover, so let's get started and let's go Blues. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys, One Cup podcast on Saturday, <laughs> April 30th. It's almost it. May. and uh, It's going to be May. Some, Ian is here with some hot thoughts on the Scorpion King soundtrack. What's here, Ian?
1: That's right. The Scorpion King um, movie, the spin-off from uh, The Mummy there 2, was- I believe.
0: There was at least two or three seconds where our audience thought I was kidding. No, <laughs> I mean we're going part. we're going
1: deep in the Scorpion <laughs> King soundtrack. Not any of the shitty sequels. Count them no. four sequels. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's the, okay. the,
1: the Scorpion King, which I've never seen, but stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who at the time would have just been the Rock because he was not nearly removed enough from WWE. This was be, the uh,
0: beginning of his yeah. transition to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Literally
1: on the on the. Uh, on the uh, poster here, it just says "The Rock is the Scorpion King." But yeah, there the soundtrack to this to this uh, movie just slaps. I mean, you have got this is a 2002 movie, mind you. They've uh-huh. got POD, they've got System of a Down, they got Creed, Hoobastank, Rob Zombie, uh, Seven Dust, what this the Godsmack? It
0: just Folks, goes on and on. It's a new you're metal paradise the soundtrack. You you got problems. You know that joke about um Jim Gavkin makes about like, hey, I just saw heat. I uh, we're talking about <laughs> like getting into some yeah. <laughs> after the fact. I recently have gotten really into the Arctic Monkeys album AM, which is very good, very good, but not recent. And like, I mean, <laughs> I knew some of the songs on there, but I hadn't really listened to it as a whole thing much. And I'm like, yeah, this this album slaps, but I can't be like, Hey, you know that AM album by is <laughs> <He's> Pretty good, <laughs> you know. Like, that's not a conversation you can start in 2022.
1: At least if someone um, uh, doesn't know it, then you can they can ask "Is it recent?" And you're like, "Oh, I'm not not that recent." I'm just lie <laughs> and not tell them when it came
0: out. Right. That's that's 2015. I was in I was in. Uh, well, I guess I wasn't in college anymore. I'm very old, but. This Ironhead, this
1: zombie uh, zombie called Ironhead is featuring Ozzy Osbourne. Oh my god! Wow. This album also, uh, sadly, got only two out of five stars in All Music. A travesty.
0: All Music, man. I haven't been to All Music in a long time. I wonder what All Music has to say about uh, AM by Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> three, three out of five stars. Well, let's let's see what we're saying. What we're saying here. What are we saying about AM? Oh, also, it was from 2013, so I was still in common. <laughs> uh, five stars. Very nice. Five stars, baby. Stephen Thomas Earlwine says if Arctic Monkeys launched a tentative retreat on Suck It and See, they're... <laughs> 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 their first effort after being seduced by josh Holm, the groups once again forged ahead into a bold new territory on a.m their fifth album neatly splitting the difference between the band's two personalities the devotees of barbed british pop and disciples of curdled heavy rock a.m consolidates arctic monkey's strengths a tricky task in and have of a in and of itself, but the band pushes further, incorporating unapologetic glam stomps, fuzzy guitars, and a decidedly strong rhythmic undercurrent. At times, A impulses to a distinctly danceable rhythm. Fireplace percolates while why do you Call only call me when your high simmers and knee socks nearly rivals Franz Ferdinand and Disco Rock. I don't know about that. <laughs> but this isn't an album made for nights out, Night outs. It's a soundtrack for Night's in. Too much of Alex Turner's mind is preoccupied with what's gone wrong, jealousy, and general misanthropy. So even when he's singing about a number one party anthem, he's doing so with a nearly visible sneer. Such an undercurrent of cynicism makes AM an ideal album to listen to under the cover of darkness. But due to Arctic Monkey's popular wallop, or music muscular wallop and musical relentlessness. It never feels like the band is wallowing in bleakness. Instead, this is vibrant, moody music that showcases a band growing ever stronger with each risk and dare they take. So when you write a music review, you write a thing in English, right? And then you just go insane with the uh, the source, oh, right? That's- yeah, you just go nuts. <laughs>
1: You're at a regular thing, like this album was pretty good. I liked a lot of the rhythm. Uh, The guitars were nice and his voice is uh, excellent as always. And then you just stretch that out with as many (laughs) words
0: as you can find. His voice is sneering and calculating. (laughs) None of it makes any sense. Well, now that we've done that, Ian, is anything happening in the hockey world? Oh, it's the playoffs are about to start. That's right. Punch the sky, punch the sun right out of the sky. Ugh, the it's nighttime. Uh, F the moon. I gotta, I gotta see. I'm, I'm probably too lazy to clip that. I should have that clip though. It's a, one of you my favorite clips of you anytime in this podcast history. It's fantastic. But um yeah, the the Blues are headed to the playoffs. That hasn't been in doubt for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll dive deep into the uh, minnesota matchup in a bit and we'll talk about some of the other matchups as well all of the other matchups i suppose we've got uh our predictions from preseason, which should be very funny to talk about in a little while we're not we're not even going to talk about the final few games of the season because who cares you know it's over we let's see one, some th- of them throw that in the trash some. it's like uh the sopranos you know it's over you gotta find a new show <laughs> um <laughs> sorry
1: everyone overrated overrated i've never seen it but i'm gonna go to a limb and say
0: overrated i'm sure it is um but uh the the hockey news did have some hockey world did have some sad news this week with the passing of mike bossy and Guy Lafleur, players who i won't sit here and pretend to claim that i knew um especially well but obviously legends of the sport and um you know franchise legends as well uh sad to, sad to hear about their passing didn't both of these guys ian have like a false announcement very quickly followed by an actual announcement
1: uh i know what mike bossy did for sure where they were like he was in a hospital and people were like oh he's passed away and it's like no he like he's he's still alive and then i think it was a couple of days later um i mean i think it happens a lot just because folks enter hospital if you're in canada um then it's, I mean, it's eventually bound to happen sort of thing, but yeah, I don't know if it was both of them or not. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, it's, it's very sad. Um, but I also, these guys were obviously out of our time, but I've, I was trying to go back and look at some of their stats. I know Mike bossy was a 50 plus goal scorer for nine seasons in a row, which I think is nuts. Then he had a 30 goal season. And then he retired because he unfortunately had like deteriorating back issues. Um, but that's insane that for, nine out of your 10 seasons your rookie season even you had 50 plus goals every season <laughs> that's pretty crazy um I think I think uh, wasn't it like Stephen Stamkos hit some sort of record this week for having like mm-hmm. what was it it was like something like a certain amount of goals or certain amount of points in like consecutive seasons or whatever and I think it like tied Mike Bossy or it might have been like third to Mike Bossy and like Wayne Gretzky something like that but um it's insane and then on top of that I didn't even realize, too, that um, Guy Lafleur was a Art Ross Trophy winner three years in a row as a defenseman. Like, I know he was, like, defenseman by name and position, but not necessarily. Like, you would say today if you saw Guy Lafleur play, like, you know there'd be people on Twitter that's like, this dude sucks ass at defending. But also he had, like, 125-point season, followed by 136-point season, followed by 132-point season. Like, he's just – it was an insane – monster of a player for like pretty much the entire entirety of like the late seventies. Um, and I believe he won five cups with the Montreal Canadiens at that point or like through that era. And I mean, it's just crazy. I didn't know. I knew Mike bossy was very good. I didn't know that much about Guy And the more I looked into it, the more I was like, Oh my God, I did not realize that this guy was like for about one, two, three, four, five, six seasons in a row is like on a, another planet compared to other people
0: yeah i feel like um i feel like gila Lafleur suffers that curse of being like one of the canadians you know like mm-hmm. the canadians in that era has so many legends and so many names that you've heard and so many trophies named after their players and right um you know, it's, it's sort of like, to me, obviously to people who lived through it, they know how good he is. They know he was a, a sensational, you know, one of the early like s- superstar skill players. But to me, it's like, oh yeah, he's Gila Floor, Rocket Richard, you know, some of these guys are, are largely indistinguishable and that's, that's my failing obviously. Whereas Mike Bosty, you know, is like the face of, of the Islanders, you know, yeah, um, Wow what's the word on the look of dynasty um that is one of the most successful teams ever outside of arguably the gretzky era oilers you know so like right um they won four in a row right back to back to back to back cups the island yeah and, um, and montreal i believe too. oh yeah yeah well Mo- montreal won like a thousand over time but uh obviously different leagues fewer teams and everything but i mean they're sensational players and both both of them were only in their 60s right they weren't Incredibly old guys. Uh, I
1: think LeFleur was in the 70s, but not even okay. like, I think like maybe
0: 74. Uh, 70, exactly, according to Wikipedia. Oh, wow. Well. Um, and Mike Bossy was only 65. So, yeah, you know, these days that's getting to be fairly young to lose someone, especially somebody who is an athlete. And, um, you know, it's sad to see them both go so close to each other. Um, you know, so obviously rest in peace to them and condolences to their families, but uh, you know, they're great careers and and deserve all the respect they've been getting. Uh, speaking of great careers, uh, Austin Matthews scored 60 goals this year, this season, um, and I think was it, it was either you or Justin who made the point in our group chat the other day like the Maple Leafs are ruining Austin Matthews' career. Oh, yeah, you. Justin. <laughs> um, and I, honestly, I, thought, I thought that was really well said. Like, obviously, it's not their fault that they are. Well, you know, it is their fault that they're so hateable, but like, if this guy was on any other team, I think he'd be, you know, I mean, I, I've got some issues with the thing with the security guard in Arizona. And I think he's maybe kind of a tool, but like, he's a sensational player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to win the Hart trophy this year. I think pretty, pretty inarguably at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just think he's a, uh, he's special and, and, it's really a shame that we didn't get to see the U S in the Olympics this year to see him take on McDavid and really have them head to head, you know, in a, in a significant way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, he's real good and I cannot wait to see him eliminated in the first round again. So what are your <laughs> thoughts on that uh, Austin Matthews?
1: I mean, it's true. He's, he's being wasted on that team. Uh, he's being wasted on a team that's like fourth in the league or whatever. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I. it's, it's really impressive. Like I don't, when was the last 60 goal scorer? Was it Stamkos? And I think it was like 2011, mm-hmm. 2012, something like that. Um, yeah. And it's only the third time it's been done in the cap era, I think, is what it's... Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's... I went back and I watched, like, a bunch of his goals from this season. This dude's just, like... I don't know. It's just, like, he's got the most insane, like, wrister and can just, like, pick a corner, like, no one's business. And the dude's also built, like, you know, a brick shit house. (laughs) He's just, like, a huge mammoth of a man. Um, I mean, it's if I were a Leaf fan and my team gets bounced, I'd be, I mean, I'd be pissed for a lot of reasons, but like, especially for having like a 60 goal score, like if you have that, that's like, I don't know, that's worth like three other like stars on your team to to winning a cup. You know what I mean? And they mm-hmm. have those too. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta utilize these kinds of performances. And it's even crazier too, that like the Maple Leafs have been a lot around for, you know, hundred years or whatever. And this is their first 60 goal score that they've ever had. Like, They've had a lot of notable players on that team, but they've never had any, like, like superstar superstars, right? Maybe, like, a season or two of somebody, like a Doug Gilmore. Um, mm. Like, Matt Sundin was – What Matt Sundin's, like, almost Ryan O'Reilly-esque every time I hear about him, where I'm like, maybe that's the only player I can think of when it comes to, like, us being Blues fans, but it's, like, someone who's really good. Like, really, yeah. really good. But you're like, is he, like, elite and, like, a superstar? It's like, nah, not maybe, but not quite there. But Austin Matthews is just, like, just on a whole another level. Um, Obviously, with goal scoring, but I think just as an all-around player. And it's, I don't know, it's special, especially because this was a season where scoring was up for, like, everybody, it mm-hmm. seemed like. You know, there's there's multiple 100-point players that aren't just, like, McDavid and Drysdale and, and Kane. Um, there's a lot of them. There's like, I think there's like 50 plus like point per game players this season. Um, mm-hmm. But to be then to be some guy that scores 60 in that season, I think is almost, um I don't know. I think it's almost more impressive in the sense that like, you can still stand out among your peers, even though everyone's scoring. Yeah.
0: Um, and I, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, as I was gonna say, it's just, it's just kind of blows my mind every time I think about that he like essentially scored like, you know, on a three you know what is it a 0.75 goals per game pretty much it's mm-hmm. crazy
0: yeah and I think what makes him special too as you alluded to is he's a very complete player he's you know he's not elite defensively necessarily but he's very solid defensively it's there's a lot of the top scoring centers who do not grade well metrically defensively mm-hmm. you know Nathan McKinnon doesn't um Braden Point doesn't Sidney Crosby even doesn't at this point Robert Thomas doesn't you know the top five or so centers <laughs> in the league yeah. uh, <laughs> we name and, them all uh, folks <laughs> but uh you know Matthews does it and he's extraordinary with all that said uh Chell don't you dare put him on the cover again don't you do it don't even think about it I would, let me. I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole for a second. The <laughs> NHL shouldn't allow them to put him on the cover again. Grow other stars, make other markets happy.
1: Connor McDavid. I, They'll put Connor McDavid on. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 who should it be? Who would be like the exciting? I guess you could do Igor. He's big deal. Um, trying to think who it could be.
1: Igor, uh, big deal. A <laughs> uh You can put in uh, Jonathan. Never gonna win oh, the heart. Uh, you know,
0: Hubert. Uh, you know, yeah, you know who it should be is uh Trevor Zegers. He's a uh, he's an American. They seem to like the Americans, and That's right. you know, popular this year. Fucking they should put <laughs> Trevor Zegers in there, and then they should make a big deal about like making the Michigan easier to do because right now it's a friggin' living nightmare to pull that off. And get yeah, just hit, just
1: hit a button, and then yeah. uh, <laughs> then right. you also got to hit like a, you got to hit a like you hit the right trigger to get them to do the Michigan, but then. And like a quick time event, you got to hit the left trigger real quick because here comes fucking J Beagle, and you got to dodge J Beagle, and he's looking for blood. L one, L one, L one, to dodge the J
0: Beagle. <laughs> oh, you didn't hit it fast enough. Oh no, he you missed six, your brain. Weeks. <laughs> he missed six weeks. You oh, missed six weeks. Sorry, um, but that was the rules. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, the Austin Matthews, great, good stuff um good player st louis blues announced their uh jersey sponsor for the next five years uh is it anheuser-busch no is it purina no is it enterprise no so it has to be stiefel there's only four options in st (laughs) louis and that's the one they chose i don't know who stiefel is but um they're apparently important uh no stiefel obviously is an investment bank very, um, very, 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 very rich company. Um, Stiefel Nicholas, which apparently we don't call it Nickus anymore, I guess. I don't know why, but um, yeah, I mean, this is completely unsurprising and totally irrelevant to me. How do you feel
1: about that? It's, it's fine. I find it funny that they <laughs> on their Q&A or whatever FAQ they have on their website. They're like, what mm-hmm. if I want to buy a jersey with the Stiefel logo? How do I do that? Or like, what if I want one yeah. added to one of my current jerseys? I'm like, no one, no one's asking about this. My question is, can I get one without it? And they're like, oh, yeah, they yeah exactly. without it. Like then that's all I care
0: about. Let's go over some frequently asked questions. We promise we are frequently asked these can, questions. Can I get multiple Stiefel patches on my, on my Blues jersey?
1: Can I remove the uh, blue note and just get a giant Stiefel on the front?
0: I love Stiefel. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in the notes here. This particular angle of St. Louis they managed to take a shot from really makes it look like almost a happen in town. Oh. <laughs> it's like, hey, there's a bridge, there's some water. That, that looks like... It's not even a real like picture. A... Yeah, <laughs> it's very posed uh. and staged and false. But, uh, yeah, if you didn't know any better, you'd think that was a city. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there are people out there still fighting the Jersey ad fight. But um, let this league make more money. Let the cap grow quicker. Uh, what you know, you're never going to notice the Steeple Patch. Does anyone ever notice or complain about the Enterprise stickers on the helmets? I I'm sure don't. I don't care. Yeah, I um, just do it. And, you know, they're not. I really don't think it's. I. That's. I know everybody's always like, well, it's a slippery slope. They could be Sweden in a, in a month. You know, and it's like, first of all, even if they were that it would still be hockey and I'm not sure I would care all that much, but also I'm really sure they're not going to be that, you know, right. because I think also it cheapens the value of any given particular ad to be, you know, what like 30 of them are with there. all those. Yeah. Um, Don't want look like a NASCAR so, jumpsuit. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's talk about Blues Wild. Um I'm just skimming through these games to see Robert Thomas scored his 19th goal against the Bruins and then his 20th against the Sharks. Pavel Vrichnevich scored the game winner against the Sharks. The Blues finished with eight goal eight players with 20 plus goals. Um Justin Justin Falk tried to make a late run at it, but couldn't quite that there. Bennington had a couple rough performances late in the season, but that one against the uh, the Avalanche or the Coyotes was a little weird. And the one against the Avalanche was against the Avalanche. So I'm not not that worried about it. Yeah. Um, Teresinka's uh, assist in the game against Colorado, uh, Arizona made him the first. Blue to score 80 points in a season since. Am I supposed to guess this? You are. Uh, is it Pavel Dimitra?
1: I believe you're right. Believe that's, yeah. <laughs> Pavel Dimitra in 2002, 2003.
0: I just happened. I remember that he was the last point per game player before Peron. And um, he must have done that in a full season as opposed to Perron. So I figured it had to be him. Uh, we beat the Ducks handily. Marcus Scandella even scored a goal. Pavel Vyshnevic got to 30 goals, uh, which means uh, we have two 30-plus goal scores for the first time since... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't... Uh, Steen and Bacchus, maybe?
1: You got one of them.
0: Steen and Tarasenko?
1: No, now you went the other way.
0: Bacchus and <laughs>
1: no, not... Bacchus, Bacchus and I forgot about this one, and I felt bad, but I didn't actually feel bad because I was like, "Oh, she
0: Peron."
1: You're in, you're in the right era, but maybe a little further.
0: Patrick Bergman, Oshie, uh, Bacchus, and Kachuk.
1: No, but you're in but you're in the oh you're in the air though. I'm, I'm hot back you're as a boys. Yep.
0: Oh back to some boys. Bradley boys. Brad
1: boys. We're Brad Boys? Oh man. Oh, who can you forget? <laughs>
0: it's so
1: easy.
0: Uh <laughs> like a Fording goal
1: season before that too. That's,
0: That's yeah, yeah. He scored like 78 goals in two seasons for the Williams. Uh, Robert Thomas tied Conor McDavid for longest point streak in the NHL, so they are equal players. Um, mm-hmm. We lost to the Avalanche. Who cares? We lost to the Golden Knights in a m- m- completely meaningless game. Um, and but but Ryan O'Reilly did score two goals, which means the Blues finished with nine 20 goal scores, which is insane. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean it was a it was a. It's been a while since we did a podcast because our schedule is all over the place, which we'll try to get in line. We got to talk about how we're doing um playoff episodes too. That's but right, in we're, gonna case...
1: do, we're gonna do four episodes and that's all we're gonna do, folks. That's right, that's right. That's what a downer, right?
0: <laughs> no, 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 there'll
1: be many more episodes.
0: That's right, but we we'll, won't we'll be talking about the boys because they will yeah. get some. <laughs> yeah, well, we've
1: got four more episodes, each one will be about uh a new or a, a different um. Sequel to the Scorpion King.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was the last one that they didn't name Scorpion King 5?
1: Oh, I was like Scorpion King, um, uh, like Book of Shadows or something like that. I was like, that's
0: not any better, folks. <laughs> Scorpion King Shadow. Wait a second, that's no, no, that's Scorpion King, good. the Scorpioning. Let's talk about matchups you want to lead with or close with the blues um you got them close with on here so you want to just stick to that sure I mean Church. we don't have to Ian. You you um, make all the
1: rules. You know what, folks, you're this is a blues-centric podcast. So I suppose we'll start with the blues and then you can just tune out the rest of our bullshit.
0: <laughs> when you said, when you said, you know what, folks, I thought you were gonna be like, why don't you tell us? <laughs> you know, like, folks, we'll just sit vote here now and wait. Um phone okay, lines let's... are
1: open. Steven, this beefing. I got I've got one, I've got a <laughs> phone real. call right here.
0: Long time first time. This is uh <laughs> this is Justin Horniker, long time first time. Just kidding. He's been on before. Uh, So, yeah, the Blues are 3-0-0 against the Wild Uh, this season. They had 16 goals to the Wild's 12. We've talked in the recent past about the um, whatever it is, 15, 15, last 15 games that were like 13-0-2 in or something. Um, I don't know that any of that matters. The Wild were red hot to close the season, as were the Blues, um, but the Wilds maintained a home ice advantage, which does matter because both teams have been much better at home than on the road. Um, with that said, I feel bullish on the Blues in this matchup. Um, I just think, I don't know, it feels like the pressure's off on the Blues a little bit. They've had such a fun season. They know that this isn't like a make-or-break year for them. Everybody's coming mm-hmm. back next year. The Wild, on the other hand, have the cap hell that they're going to be in uh, imminently. True. Um, and, uh, you know, they have a lot a lot of things to worry about and consider. And, and, you know, some of that's maybe motivation, but it can be a weight. Um, I think I'm, I'm most worried about goaltending here because the Wild did go out and get flurry. Um, and so is not only inexperienced in the playoffs, but also didn't have that strong an end to the season. I know we don't like to talk about that, and we're supposed to say, "Well, he's earned his spot," or whatever. And I'm not even saying he hasn't, um, but you know, I I think I think the the Wild have a lot more confidence in their goaltending right now than we should, and that's a little bit worrisome. Um, but I think I think our our forward depth is going to be our real upper hand in this series and really throughout the playoffs. I mean, I don't, I don't know that there's another team that can match three lines deep with us of 20 goal scorers, you know, Uh, there's some teams with higher powered front ends uh, maybe, but not that many that have uh, better three lines. So yeah, I don't I go back and forth. I I never really feel overly confident about the blues entering the playoffs, but I don't feel too bad about this. How, how are you feeling? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I feel bad that I always feel so scared about Mm -hmm. like the blues in the playoffs every time they, they enter them. Um, but I, I don't know. The, it's always like first round jitters. I feel like even second round, third round, you're like, Ooh, we're deeper. But I'm like, but I've seen them do this now. So I feel better that they can. But for some reason, first round, it's like, anything could happen. We could get swept. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd looking at the wild, um, their forward group or like just their, I guess their whole team as a whole, like Kaprizov, Hartman, Fiala, all with like 30 plus goal seasons, Kaprizov with almost a 50 goal season, but they are running Kaprizov and Hartman on like the same line um mm-hmm. which makes me think like I, you shut down that line you shut down all their offense obviously it's easier said than done you could try and say the same thing about the blues and like you know um thomas tarasenko bushnevich but i like you said i think there's more of a spread where it's like okay you shut them down you've got sad o'reilly Oh, you shut them down like uh, kairu is actually getting like starting to spark a little bit at the end of the season you got mm-hmm. Barbara shen kairu um So I do think, like you said, it's a little more spread out, a little more even, probably going to be a little harder to contain. Um, Their defense, I don't know. Their defense doesn't scare me all that much. Um, Matt Dumba's strong, like, offensively back there. I don't know if he's the best in terms of defense. Jared Spurgeon's – Jared Spurgeon, like, he's always, like, reliable. But, like, Jonas Brodeen, Jacob Middleton, John Merrill, like, a thousand-year-old Dmitry Kulikov. Like, I just – I don't know. It's – feels like a wash to me. Like, I almost think that we could score more from our, our um, defense, like with Flock and crew. Um, I think our power play is going to be really key. And I could say that in like any series, but I really do think like if we can get clicking on the power play, that's going to be problems for them. Um, but I do, like you said too, I agree that the goaltending, despite, despite who's having a very good season and Bennington looking a little bit better towards the end of the season, I am still, a little more scared of our goaltending than than I I mean proven Marc-Andre Fleury like I get that he also Mm -hmm. has bad games I get he's also been knocked out of the playoffs too he's not like a complete end-all be-all world beater but he is Marc-Andre Fleury and if he wants to or if he can he can stand on his head and steal a series so it's it can be worrisome in that regard but we are like the second or third highest scoring team this season so I think they're up for the task I Something that I wonder about, I don't know that much about Dean Edmondson as a coach. He seems a little hot headed actually recently, which I kind of like. Makes me Mm -hmm. think that it can get under his skin a little bit easier. Um, But I do wonder about Craig Ruby and like tactics and changing up lines and things like that, because we've stuck with the same lines for a long time now, um, at least in terms of like recent blues coaches and lines. So I just wonder what happens when we, hit our first speed bump because I think one of the knocks that we've seen against Beruvia is that he's not the biggest or best tactician. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wonder if he's going to be able to change, change the rhythm, change this team up in the correct way Is if, and when they hit that sort of wall. Um, yeah. Cause we're not really the same team. I mean, for sure. We're not the same team that we were in 2019 and that team was more like, uh, winning by attrition I mean they scored but it was like just beating the hell out of the other team <laughs> until I mean we we demolished the Sharks to the point that the Sharks couldn't ice like half of their team in game six we're like well I guess we win now uh, which mm-hmm. was a totally fine strategy and I liked it enjoyed it but we just don't have that same makeup I do think we're a little tougher than maybe some people give this team credit for but we're just not we're not Patrick Maroon we're not um, Joel Edmondson. We're not, you know, we're not even J-Bo So it's like we just have a different identity and I hope that they're able to keep that going through the playoffs and that we don't kind of try and switch gears and go into like, ah, now we're, bru- we got to be bruiser time. It's bruiser time because it's playoffs and they, <laughs> they-, they bury the whistles. So Let's just start smacking people at Jordan Kyrie, you know, elbows up. Um it- There's definitely a lot of hitting that needs to be done. You do need to wear the other team down, but I hope that we're actually more of we stick with this high flying identity through six seven games. Yeah, I think it might be a little bit easier. Quite honestly, you're not smashing your body to bits all the way to seven, game seven, and then you're like out of
0: energy the next series. So
1: we'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm
0: excited. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm looking at the um, athletic series pre- preview and uh, dumb
1: he not decision. Like it?
0: it's hilarious like they're even writing articles that are basically like our model is notoriously hard on the blues um but their projection gives a 75 percent win probability to the wild which they're even saying is ridiculous which is always funny like there's their numbers guys but it's like yeah the same right and it's like well then fix your model like like, we can't do that (laughs) no but it's right some (laughs) of the other times oh fuck with the model it's like does not the mat the model doesn't that are head-to-head matchups it's like okay all right interesting 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 Over. Um, uh, i'm trying to skim through this uh and just kind of see what they're talking about i do think i think our center depth um you know Shen. i'm assuming we'll be back Full yeah. for the playoffs and everything um O'Reilly Thomas and you know even O'Reilly Thomas Bozak I would probably take over Hartman Goodrow and Eck um you know those guys are are fine but they're just not game changers and um
1: <laughs> i say be yeah, prepared just, to see a lot of uh Ryan Hartman Jordan Greenway like in terms of like if people are going to mm-hmm. try and push and bully you and kind of annoy you through a whole series that's going to be those two guys um which I'm fine with if you're going to be a freaking Ryan Hartman and you're going to be like an idiot and do all this stuff and then be in the box. Like cool beans, bro. Score 30 plus goals in the box. But um, the other thing I was going to mention too, and I think it's been talked about a number of times is like our regulation wins this year is like 43. The wilds 37. I think they picked up a few more in, in the last couple of games, but they do win a lot of time or a lot of uh, games in overtime and that's three on three overtime or that's a shootout or something. Right. And so a lot different when you go five on five and OT. And it also makes me think that this team or the wild in particular, don't hold leads very well. Mm -hmm. Um, or they're not able I should say at least they're not able to shut teams out like that easily. So I think that bodes well for the blues being able to come back in games. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't see the wild being like a huge problem like i just i can can i see the blues losing this series absolutely <laughs> that's that's the way my mind works um, you'll
0: never meet us where we don't think the Blues. could yeah. yeah right but there like no circumstance
1: i just don't see it being like man i guess maybe it's because we played in colorado last year right and we just got walked over and it's just mm-hmm. like i don't see that in any shape or form in this series um yeah i don't think i've seen people that are legit say like Blues in five and i'm like it could happen A worse Blues team beat a a better Minnesota team by a wider margin, like whenever that was, 2017 in five games, when we just held on for dear life and Jake Allen, like someone said. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's totally possible. I just, for me, this feels more like, I don't know, it feels like six or seven to me. Um, Yeah. Just because they're so evenly matched.
0: This is a wildly detailed article, no no pun intended. Um, But the bottom line, pair the final section says there's a good reason to think either team can advance here, even if the model isn't so keen on the Blues. For the Wild, it's star power and defensive depth that had the potential to overwhelm the Blues. Star power.
1: I mean, I guess you mean your
0: one star. (laughs) Um, High-end talent can carry a team through a series, and the Wild have a serious edge there. I just don't. I don't agree with that. Thanks mostly to two dynamic game breakers, Caprizoff and Fiala. They're the more dominant team of five on five and should control the run of play in this series, but the Blues are no minnow. They have a bevy of offensive weapons that can make any goaltender quiver and have a massive advantage on special teams that could easily tip the scales. Husso, if he can keep up what he's done this season, has serious stealing potential too. The model says this series isn't close, but the model has also been wrong about the Blues all year. The Wild are one of the best teams in the league and worthy favorite in this one, but this is far from a cakewalk. The Blues will be an extremely difficult out. Um, yeah I just I f- f- will very strongly disagree with the idea that um, the Wild have a serious edge in high end talent and I think that is insanely false um, right.
1: I don't know um, there's yeah. something, about, something about this Blues team where I just don't think they're going to go away easily like it could be yeah. 2-0 Wild in the series and I'd still be like yeah it's not looking good but like I don't think we're going to get 4-0'd or even like 3-1 yeah. Like, I just, it feels, they just feel very um, resilient. Maybe it's because they can score their way out of a bag, is what it feels like these days. I don't
0: think, like, to me, enough isn't being made of the Thomas Teresenko Buchanavich line and how good it is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, O'Reilly Perron, too, if they can hit their former selves and, you know, they have been better later in the season. and, And Cairo, if he can, you know, be that player he was at the start of the year. I mean, like, I just don't see at all that the the Wild have more high-end talent. But I do think if we can draw penalties and capitalize on them, that's going to be the key to us winning this series. Um, and wow. I think the Blues are going to be shitty problem makers that will draw a fair amount of penalties. Um, mm-hmm. I feel confident, which never makes me comfortable. Right. Uh, but if a gun to my head, if I had to make a prediction, I would probably say Blues in six.
1: That's what I was going to say. I was like, I want to say seven, but I feel like I'm a little more confident than seven. And I'm like, it feels, feels like six to me. I hope so. That's another, it's a, it's a win at home. Um, I think we talked about a little on Twitter this week, but starting on the road or being the road team and having home ice, I just, it's a, it's a nothing burger to me. Maybe if it's against Mm. like a team that's like so big at home, like I'm trying to think like, I guess Boston, but we even beat Boston without home ice. So like that's, I just, I don't know. There's something about Minnesota and Minnesota fans too. Maybe it's the fact that they haven't won anything in sports since like 1991, (laughs) but like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of trepidation in that fan base. Like the minute, the minute it doesn't look good up there, the minute it's like two, three, nothing, um, in the third period of the first game, one they're already like, ah, shit, here it goes, <laughs> here we go again. Because um, I had to look at the last... world
0: where the Blues enter the team enter the um, postseason as the less snake bitten team. That's right.
1: I you I had to look up where the Wild were last year in the playoffs. I was like, well, they were pretty good last year where they finished, and like
0: they got knocked up by
1: um, the Knights. And I know the Knights are very good or were last year, but I was still like, man, this team can't get out of the first round to save their life. And then I also kind of feel like, I guess we'll talk about the series too. But like, if the Blues make it past Minnesota, I guess I feel better because they've shown that they can win a series. And so who knows what could happen? But also mm-hmm. like the next series they walk into is Colorado. Like I'm not even considering <laughs> Nashville. I'm so sorry, Nashville. You see, Saros is hurt. It's over. Like I'm sorry. Oh yeah. So I forget about big that. Sa- big save, Dave. I'm sorry. No, Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I've never. Um, I always try and think about what the other team, even the, the team that's probably going to get ousted, could do. I'm like, what could they do? And I'm like, I don't think anything. I don't think you can do anything. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Um, that's my preview of the Colorado <laughs> <laughs> the National um, Maybe a gentleman's sweep if you're lucky, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can steal one. Yeah, you can steal one. Dave, big save Dave's got one game <laughs> in <him>. um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna be rough, but yeah, and like I was to say, if the Blues make it past the Wild and you're against Colorado, you've shown you can win a series. Maybe, maybe you can win that one too. Maybe maybe Colorado's banged up. You just gotta hope Nashville takes like a chunk out of them or something. But I guess my point was, if Minnesota passes the Blues for some reason, I just don't see them matching up against Colorado very well. Like if I was Minnesota, i be like, this sucks, <laughs> and I just it's it's hard. It's hard when you're in a division with like a god killer. Um, just makes it look bleak, bleak past this round. But you know what? I'm not going to look past this round. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on this round, just like the Blues got to
0: do. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Ian, why don't you start talking to us about the Florida Panthers versus Washington Capitals so that I can go and get a glass of water?
1: <laughs> All right. Oh, Stephen is parched. Um, <laughs> this is, I don't know, This I thought this series had potential to be like, the snooze series because I just don't really care that much about Washington Capitals these days, but I do like the Florida Panthers a lot and I'm rooting for them. So this would still be an interesting series. Um, season series between these two teams. Three games, Florida got the better of the Capitals in the three. Um, well, I guess actually they went two-one and zero. Florida did they had one win in overtime in that case. So I guess Washington went what one-one and one against Florida. So not not terrible from either team. Um, Florida had 13 goals in that series, Washington had 12. So it's pretty close um, when you add them all up across those three games. The storylines though, for this series is going to be, Florida has like the highest goals for per 60 in the league this year, 4.11 goals per 60, uh, can Washington slow that offense down? Like Washington's defense is very, I don't know, it's middle of the pack this year, but you're playing like the best, offensive team in the league um, they're just they're they're crazy it's it's insanity over there with Jonathan Huberdeau and Alexander Barkov and I don't even know who else is scoring for that team mm-hmm. everyone I'm assuming it's just everyone Anthony <laughs> Duclair uh, who else they got over there I don't I'm honestly literally blanking you got Aaron Eckblad he's the hurt he's not playing uh you Claude, got all the rest you got you got Claude Giroux. now that's yeah. right you gotta root for Claude Giroux this this will be interesting i i feel like it's got to be florida like i know mm-hmm. washington is always washington you got alexander ovechkin you've got cup experience between him and backstrom and kuznetsov and oshi and um, carlson and all these guys but florida is just so scary that i i think it's going to be i think it's going to be florida and Florida in six, I'll say. I think Washington still has enough offensive weapons and still knows what they're doing. That thing of Florida, a bit of a run, but I just think Florida is too strong a team for Washington to be able to handle.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it would be the probably the most shocking upset anywhere in the well, other than the one you just talked about um, with. Colorado, I think that'd be about the most shocking upset you could imagine. If if um, Washington pulled this off, I just don't. They're just they're just um, they're just Ovechkin now. You know, I think they're just a team that is (laughs) existing to try and get Ovechkin to um, to the Gretzky goal record. Uh, Florida will have home ice. They will want very desperately to kind of kill the demon of last year and, and get, get over the hump and advance into the second round. Um, and I'm going to go even a little more aggressive than you. I'm going to say Florida just sweeps this thing. Oh, and I just don't, I just don't, what do the capitals have that's going to pose a threat to Florida? You know, I just don't, I don't know. I don't see it. Um So, moving on to Toronto and Tampa. (laughs) This is the one. Toronto. I was Uh, so
1: upset to see that this series is on the same day as the Blues. I was really hoping Um, to have them on the other day, so I had, like, tons of hockey that I was, like, deeply interested to watch.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, Toronto is in trouble. I think I – everybody's talking, like, well, they didn't get the, the, um, you know, the – Boston Bruins again. Thank you, Brain. Um, so you know they're better off. And it's like, nope, no, they're not. I'm like, really? Uh I I just don't I don't think it ends well for them. I really don't. I don't I don't know. They're a very good team. The lightning. You know, a lot of people said, well, they were tiring this season. They were clearly slowing down. I just think they were kind of taking their foot off the throttle because they knew they didn't need to. They are back-to-back champions, and obviously that's exhausting. But first of all, they were dominant and didn't have that, you know, they didn't have like 28 game runs to the cup. Um, And on top of that, they didn't play full 82-game seasons to get there either time, you know the first season, most of the, most of the first COVID season was basically, you know, you basically had a whole summer vacation between the end of the regular season and the start of the bubble. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that served a purpose there. And then you had the long break going into the next season and then you had the shortened season and then, you know, the playoffs again. And then this year you had the COVID pause and, um, I'm sure they have a lot of miles on those legs. I'm sure they have, uh, you know, done a lot of work and and feel pretty tired in some ways, but I don't think that they, um, I don't think that they're, you know, exhausted, can't possibly keep going sort of, you know, just worn out the way that some people talk about teams. I don't know how true that is in the first place, really, because it just seems like, the elite teams find a way you know and and, right. and also playoffs are weird enough that it's like yeah sometimes you're gonna lose and that's just the way the cookie crumbles but um i feel i feel like toronto doesn't have the goaltending or the defense to succeed in the playoffs and as we've seen in the, you know, even leaving aside the disappearing acts that Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner have pulled in recent years, um, I just don't know how this, how those teams match up depth wise, and how Toronto finds a way to score consistently enough with fewer penalties called um, to actually beat Vasilevsky repeatedly. Um, could they do it? Yes. They do have home ice advantage. They have a lot of motivation, uh, but they also have the weight of being the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Lightning have no weight at all on their shoulders, you know? So it's just, to me, this is not, this is kind of the nightmare scenario for Toronto because they are so good this season. They are genuinely improved. They do deserve a better fate, Um, but I could still see it ending really badly for them. How do you feel about this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it comes down to it's Toronto who never gets out of the first round, and Tampa has won two back-to-back cups. And if you're facing Tampa a couple of rounds from now, maybe you can start being like, well, they for sure have tires like we do too, mm-hmm. but they've they've had some deep runs, and they've gone this other run, and they got to run out of gas. But when it's the beginning of the playoffs, I don't think they're out of gas. And like you said, I think they've probably been saving some of it up for the playoffs. Um, just a matter of how far I'll get them, but yeah, I know Toronto's improved. I know Tampa looked a little lackluster this season compared to previous seasons, but it's just, uh, what have you, both of you done lately? And one of you can't get out of the first round and the other two one, won two back-to-back cups, <laughs> I'm not yeah. telling you Tampa's going to win a third. Um, but until Toronto, until Toronto actually gets out of the first round, I can never pick Toronto. I think I picked them last year. And then they got mm-hmm. bounced by Montreal and it was like, okay, well, I learned my lesson. Um, I think it will still be close. I think with Toronto being much improved, I think they're going to make it a long series. I'm still going to pick Tampa in seven because, because it has to be Tampa in seven because it can't be Tampa in four because Toronto's too good. And it can't be, and five again because toronto's too good but it can't be Tampa and six because that's in tampa and that's not quite heartbreaking enough for toronto it has to be game seven <laughs> in toronto and toronto gets like three owed or whatever four owed and then it'll just got to be like just just death you're um, sick and like Man. the thing is like that's messed up but that's how it would be that's exactly yeah. how it would be because that happened i do i feel for some Maple Leafs fans I do because I'm just like some of you are probably just regular humans they're like why can't why can't my team do anything that's like yeah that's pretty messed up (laughs) Um, but Tampa yeah Tampa and seven I'm so sorry Toronto
0: uh yeah I think you're right I just I I just don't see how they do it all the way that they are supposed to and <sighs> i'm almost sad i almost feel bad for him but i don't at the same time i really truly don't <laughs> we're from the show me state you gotta show me you know that's right and
1: they, they don't know that me. but they are going to have to show us
0: well i think honestly most of what the toronto maple leafs do they do to prove themselves to the hosts of this podcast to be honest with you <laughs> so um in Make any your case, dad's let's... proud Uh, yeah, exactly. Carolina versus Boston, Carolina 3 0 the season series, 16 to 1, the total scoring. Yeah, I Um,
1: was like, oh boy,
0: the Bruins are aging. Uh, but the Hurricanes don't have Anderson in the first round. Uh, Carolina has had some trouble getting it done in the playoffs, you know, over the long haul. Boston has had no trouble getting it done in the playoffs. Um, this Boston is a swept really hard Carolina season. last
1: time, right?
0: Yeah, they oh, yeah, swept Carolina a,
1: before they met the Blues in the final.
0: This is a really, really hard series to call for me. I think, you know, Carolina is so good, but they just seem to be missing that whatever thing that you need to, you know, jump that hurdle and really be like a playoff winner versus a playoff contender. And um, Boston has to know that this is among their final you know, kicks at the can to use the Jeff Merrick expression to get their, you know, last kind of legacy cup run. Um, I don't know. I I, I have a feeling Boston's going to win this series, and I don't know that I should, but I'm going to say Boston in seven on this one, and I'll probably look like an idiot.
1: I mean, I think you make some really good points, and it's hard for me to choose Carolina just because despite their their 3-0 record against Boston, um, it just feels hard because like you said, they seem to have problems getting it done in the playoffs, but they seem like they have just enough of an X factor with like their depth and everything that I feel like they can do it except for Sam's waffling, except for the have Anderson. And so now they have anti Rata, right, as their mm-hmm. goalie. Um. Oh, boy. I don't know. Like, Allmark and Swayman have looked good, too, for Boston. And, like, you got playoff Patrice Bergeron. You got Marshan. Is Pasternak still hurt? Is he, like, out forever? I know he hasn't played in a while. Um, Let's see. You got Charlie McAvoy. I don't know. It's, it's tough. I think if Carolina had Anderson, I would feel – more competent in carolina like i guess like anybody would but it's it's like i want to say boston but i also think it's just like i feel like if it is boston carolina you gotta you got some, you gotta fix some stuff so like maybe my my heart says carolina but my gut says boston
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna go carolina i feel like i'm going against i'm like going with the standings right. and i'm going against like what feels
0: it feels right g- but it also feels wrong i don't know we can't agree on all of them anyway i know so. that well that too you know that's how. can i just pause a moment to say my god are those boston jerseys nice mm-hmm. they're very oh. good oh i mean i know they're historic but damn let's say carolina damn, in, very nice six. um you want to introduce the rangers and penguins
1: this is a snooze fest, folks. Um, <laughs>
0: this is this is
1: one of the series where you know I'm interested in the Rangers. I would like honestly I'd snooze on the Penguins. Maybe it's because they've won two cups in the last whatever five six years, um, and they're and they're always there. They're always like, oh, they're a good team. So, mm-hmm. but New York, uh, the season series between these two, New York went three and one against Pittsburgh. Uh, New York had eleven goals. Pittsburgh had four. I think the main storylines here, honestly, are New York is just Shisterkin or more than that. I mean, I know they have um, a lot of great offensive talent and Kreider and Panarin and company, but um, does this team have playoff gumption? Who's their owner, Dolan? Dolan would hope mm-hmm. you have playoff gumption because he went out and he got, uh, which one did he get? Goudreau? I think he got Barclay Goudreau. Yeah. Um, and, and you got Sammy Bly, who's not playing. Um, but they've got plenty of sandpaper now, apparently. So they should they should be built for the playoffs, if anything. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if Shusterkin, if he can hold the fourth, then, I mean, I think it's over. I think we, that's pretty much the recipe for the New York Rangers' success this whole season. As if Shusterkin holds the fort and you get a 40-plus goal season out of Kreider and everyone else pitches in, you're fine um if that model works in the playoffs then they'll be fine it's just we haven't seen playoffs just stricken or how this team is going to rally around him if the, they're just going to let 50 shots get pumped on him every night or if they're actually going to play some defense um we'll see and then for the penguins i mean they kind of limped in the playoffs a little bit uh i think they went like five and five or something last time something close to that so It'll be interesting to see if they can turn it on here. You've got Crosby, you've got Malkin, both of whom uh, are healthy. So it's hard to bet against a Penguins team so long as they have those two. But at the same time, um, Penguins just haven't looked that threatening in the playoffs recently. I mean, I really do think that the Capitals are kind of like this weird two-headed beast of like yesteryear where they're like, remember these two teams? These two teams were like really good for a long time. Like, yeah, and they still got their stars. So, like, who knows? But I'm still, like, you're still hanging around because you have those stars and you're, you're relevant for those reasons. But you're just – you're on the back nine. Like, I just – I can't see – I don't know. I just can't see Pittsburgh beating the Rangers. I feel like the Rangers um, – if, if, if their record is to be believed, I think they have enough of it to get it done against Pittsburgh. I'm going to say – I must say Rangers in five.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. I like it. Are you ready for my hot take of oh the whole playoff prediction? Yeah, I think Pittsburgh tears through the Rangers. <laughs> I, I think uh, it I could think be a bit of a paper tiger. I think this is going to be very comparable to the um, Oilers and Blackhawks when they met in the uh, bubble a couple years ago where it was just shitty, boring, terrible hockey Mm -hmm. Um, and the Penguins just were way better at shitty, boring, terrible hockey (laughs) than than the Oilers were. Um, I agree with you that I think it's a snooze fest and I don't think it's going to be very good Um, but I just think this is going to be a situation where the Penguins are so experienced and so good at taking advantage of the leeway the playoffs give you and so well built for this kind of an environment that I just think they're going to have the upper hand and they're going to annoy the hell out of you. And no one's going to feel at all like the Penguins are going to be the better team in this series or, and, and it won't look like they're the better team. And yet somehow inexplicably they will have won the series after six games and, and we'll all be like, "What just happened?" <laughs> you know, and then the Penguins will absolutely get destroyed by whoever they play. Next. <laughs> um, I just, I really think it's like, you know, not I. I don't want to quote Jeff Merrick, but um, he was talking today about how you have to learn to lose too. Um, and I think all all good young teams. I mean, when in the NHL has a has a team ever just just ascended you know Mm -hmm. i don't i don't think ever i you know for a long time at least maybe since first run to the cup um but pretty much these teams even the best teams even the even tampa had to get swept by columbus um you know the the avalanche if they win this year or you know win in a couple years they had a lot of rough years florida you know had to lose to Tampa last year, like Toronto obviously loses all the time. The Blues had to lose <laughs> a thousand years. The Capitals had to lose a thousand years. I just don't you know, I th- I could be totally wrong. Everything you said makes sense on, on one level and I don't think the Penguins I'm, I'm really not saying that they're going to come in here and look like the you know, hmm. whatever 13, 14 Penguins or whatever, but like, I just think it's going to be like a <laughs> You know, like um, like a wrestling match where you've got like the grizzled veteran heel taking on like the young, you know, upstart baby face and and the the heel figures out a way to do every dirty trick when the ref isn't looking, you know, and he clearly doesn't have anywhere near enough strength or speed or skill to keep up with the other team and then you know at the end of the match he still managed just to grab the tights and get the roll up and escape with the victory and um i just think that's what the penguins are going to do to the rangers i think they need i think the rangers need a a little bit of a wake-up call because they are a little schisterkin based and and um yeah, I guess that's that's just how I'm feeling. I could be, I could look like such an idiot in a few. In a
1: week. I, 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 like the, I like the I like that wrestling analogy, but yeah, I mean, I could, it, I can see it going that way too because that's what I wonder. I just wonder if if can, if they can find a way to burrow some goals past them, then I just I don't think the Rangers have the confidence or the the playoff gumption, if you will, to like get it done. But I think I think can hold holds strong, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, no, you could be completely right. Um, Calgary Flames versus Dallas Stars. I feel about this one the way you feel about Colorado and Nashville. This is a this is a four game sweep for Calgary. There is nothing. There's nothing that the Stars can possibly do to slow, let alone stop the Flames. I just, I really think, I don't want. I really don't want the the Canada Stanley Cup drought to end. Mm. But Calgary could do it, man. They are so freaking good. I, I'm. I'm. I am overly high on them because I just happened to catch a couple of the games where they really exploded, but man, they are just, they are deep. They're scary. They have the marzipan. They have, you know, the top line is is so good, but they do have the depth. Um, The defense is, is really good. Markstrom's really, really good. Um, I just don't see a hole in their game anywhere, you know, and, and who knows if Gaudreau is back there next year. I think he probably isn't. Um, and so they've got this one last chance to do it for Calgary. And um, you know, everybody, I think the Western Conference as much as it's <laughs> as much as I'd love to see the boys advance and go all the way to the Cup and all that, like I think the Western Conference deserves that that flames avalanche series you know mm. which means we probably won't get it because that's what happens that works yeah um but i just can't imagine i i cannot fathom how either of these teams could lose their first round series either of those two teams um the, the west the bottom half of the west is so sad compared to the bottom half of the east um and the blues are the the wos and wild are really the only The Blues and Wilder are competitive because both teams are really, really good. And then the Oilers and Kings, which we'll talk about in a minute, are competitive because both teams are kind of bleh. (laughs) But like the the other two series just are not close. And and the Eastern Conference, that's the the much more interesting um, playoffs this year, I think. But what are your thoughts on this series? Am I being too hard on the Stars?
1: No, I really wanted to try and find something <laughs> where I'm like I think Dallas takes a couple games and makes it interesting. I think Dallas here's what I think Dallas takes game one and people are like, oh see you can't write off the Dallas stars and then they get four would right after that yeah. just the Calgary mm-hmm. Flames, like you were talking about are much like the um much like the Chicago Blackhawks of the past where they're like, if I'm gonna win, I'm just gonna decide to win and then <laughs> I will win <laughs> and they'll yeah. just make it happen um I'll say I'm gonna say, Calgary in five um, I might be being too hard on the flames it could definitely be Calgary in two or three
0: <laughs> <laughs> too hard on the flames yeah I just don't like it I just don't see it I don't see any narrative that gives the <laughs> Dallas like fell
1: backwards stars. into a playoff spot too. yeah like they like were losing and losing and it just so happened that the Vegas Golden Knights had uh, less wins and also kept losing <laughs> and it was
0: like well what can you do one of you got to make the playoffs. Let's see what the Dom Precision model says about. Uh, I want to
1: say the I want to say Calgary and Colorado are the ones that are like, they're like predicting or like instant sweeps, which
0: I mean makes sense. But I think those are the ones that are right. saying they're not even close. And while he doesn't have the matchup preview on the Flames page, but yeah, I mean I would agree with that. I don't think there's way to go down. A, um, really, really a possibility that the Flames could. Conceivably, possibly, at all loose. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> I just don't feel like um, there's anything there. I just maybe I'm being too too hard on the stars. They obviously went to the um, Stanley Cup final just two years ago, but I mean, at again, this point, I, I think
1: I think the stars' best weapon, other than Jason Robertson. Um is Jake Ottinger. Like if Jake Ottinger can play really well, maybe, but like it's you've got like Goudreau and Lindholm and Kachuk and Manjupani. Like it's just it's it's just like a murderers row. And you've got um who's the who's the goalie Markstrom? It's like, man, yeah. what are you gonna do?
0: The, the Lecision model gives the Flames 76 to 24, which means that the Flames are only one percentage point more of a favorite than the Wild, which is just fucking hilarious to me. Oh, so, man. Um, Your model broke. Yeah. Also, does it puts the Bruins the and uh, Hurricanes at a 50-50. And it puts the um, Penguins 55 over the Rangers 45. Oh, so I'm just saying. Um, the Blues uh, do not have the lowest odds of winning the Stanley Cup in the NHL, but um, they're like fifth or sixth from worst. Uh, I'll tell you yeah, that's right. I'll take anything I can get. All right, uh, moving on to the Oilers-Kings. Uh, I would like to care about this series. I sure won't. Um, it'll be late and uh, I think I'll, I think Los Angeles is going to win it. I don't know why. I, don't <laughs> I was going to say,
1: that's... you're going to care when the LA Kings win and
0: beat them as <laughs> <into> Oilers. <laughs> I don't think that should be reasonable to expect but I just, the Oilers They, they shouldn't have they got my shirt sure. of- they Shouldn't have lost to Winnipeg last year and they did. That's or my the thing. The year before that,
1: I'm like, I'm sorry, you're just I, didn't it's they like
0: so, both times too, or was the Blackhawks a five game? Maybe the Blackhawks was a five game three. Two, seven, I think they got swept by Winnipeg though. They did get swept by Winnipeg 100%. I know that for sure.
1: I, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, LA, LA isn't any. Worse than Winnipeg was last year, I don't think. And like, if anything, they're probably a little bit better defensively. um I don't know. I just they could. It's really to me, it's like can the LA Kings just bore that Edmonton Oilers to death? Because if they can, they can, then I think they win. The
0: <laughs> Are they're so bad at playoff hockey? They're so bad at it. They've got to. I mean, Connor, Connor's got to start diving like just friggin'.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I <laughs> yeah. guess
1: I guess it's good there against Edmonton because if you're gonna go conspiracy theory, it's like, or it's good there against LA because conspiracy theory would be like, well, the NHL doesn't give a shit about LA, you know? They need Connor McDavid further in the playoffs awesome versus. Well, then again, there was Winnipeg. Do they need Winnipeg any further last year? No, and they still lost. But yeah, you're right. Can Connor McDavid actually get penalties uh, drawn against him? If he can, cool. If he can't, well you lose i don't know and this is my this is my like i think my only upset pick as uh la's beating beating beaten oilers i'm going kings and six
0: and (laughs) this is feel good
1: this is quite honestly i know they're like calgary flames edmonton oilers who could it be i'm like seriously if i'm the calgary flames i'm if i'm a fan i'm like this is it you guys yeah this is it. Are you seeing this path? If someone can, if one of these other two rounder teams in the central can just beat the Avalanche, we're fucking through. Like you get oh this is god. so
0: easy for us. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do this. They really, they really. I the Flames you beat the today, Dallas have Stars the in the
1: second round. You play the LA Kings.
0: <laughs> it's oh my insane. god. The oh. Flames to me have somewhat had the best chance a Canadian team has ever had. I don't, the Lecision's model has them at 8% to win the cup and, and Toronto at 12 which I just think is so far too friendly to Toronto. But because um, the models can never account for confidence or, or head games or anything like that, you know, yeah. that's going to play a major factor with Toronto. So um, moving on to Colorado, Nashville. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's a four-game Colorado sweep. Yeah, you already talked baby. About that, um, I, what what can that with without Soros? What can Nashville possibly do? I mean, your only chance to even steal a game or two in this series is UC Soros, and you don't have him, so it's over. That's it. Yeah,
1: you lose. <laughs> Good days. I, I like, I'm even praying, though like,
0: Nashville took the season series three to one. I just so What?
1: <laughs> I like, I don't care, man. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I guess you're Nashville, you're just hoping that Colorado struggled in the playoffs before it's always second round, not first round. Um, but you kind of hope that maybe it's another you know, struggle in the first, or maybe they're so favored this year that they're mm-hmm. that they fall apart with all the pressure but i don't see it i don't see it at all um that's why i'm saying if you're you know you're the blues you're minnesota you're like really we're gonna go to like seven games between us probably and then i'm gonna face like a fresh Colorado <laughs> <laughs> like Real cool way. neat good, good um, yeah i mean the tough this there's always upsets. There's all, you know, that seems to happen every, every year, but this definitely feels like a Calgary flames, Colorado avalanche Western conference final. Like, and I think that would be, I want the blue, I want the blues in place of the avalanche. Don't get me wrong. But like, I feel like that would be a very entertaining series to watch mm-hmm. as an outsider. Um, I mean, that's probably, I was going to say after looking at all our predictions, after we were picking who we're picking, um, give me your, give me who's, who's in your Stanley cup final? Who's the, who are your two teams in the Stanley cup final for you?
0: Um, I kind of don't want Calgary to advance because I'd really like the, the Canadian drought to continue, but I guess the Canadian drought in, um, the, uh, stanley cup final ended last year anyway so i'm gonna say calgary from florida i i think florida had their kind of setback last year and um they're so good they scare me if i'm i'm i i don't know how any team i don't know how even the maple leafs i think they're so good but like imagine imagine beating the lightning and surviving that series and then you have to Play the fucking Panthers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's hard for me to feel sympathy for the Toronto Maple Leafs, but oh my god, and the Panthers who probably just came off of you know a a, a summer vacation sweep of the frigging Washington Capitals. Like, um, yeah, I think it's Panthers out of the East, um, because this is one of those one of those weird things where because of the way the playoffs work. And the Atlantic and the Metro, like the the easiest matchup for any Atlantic team is probably going to be the the conference final, you know, because whoever survives out of that Metro is not, you know, the Hurricanes probably the best of the Metro teams, but you know, I don't know. I think I think it's Flames and and Panthers. Where are you at? Um, I think it's. I do think it's
1: flames just because something about Colorado in me is like, eh, they're not going to quite get it done. They're too, they're too much the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I like Florida, but I'm also like, ah, they're so good that they can't be them. Even as, as dumb as that sounds like not nah, can't be them. So in, in my, you way, get why it can't be you. <laughs> you get why I have Florida. <laughs> See, I get it. Yeah. Um, Florida beats Washington, Tampa Beats Toronto. It's those two, then I have Carolina and I've got New York. I I have like this weird thing where I'm looking at the East and I feel like it's going to be a weird team. I think it might be Calgary Carolina. Calgary, I don't know Carolina. why. Yeah, I don't I like know why, that one. but that's like that's my gut. I feel like there's too many of these like heavy favored high scoring teams in the east it has got to be some i mean carolina wouldn't be a weird team they've played really well this year but like it's just like a team that people are probably like yeah they're there and they're very good but they, they can't make the cup um i think like it's got to be it's got to be that way it's got to be someone on one side that's not supposed to be there um not a not a montreal type situation like last year but um it'll be interesting i don't know there's to me, when we went through all this, I feel like there's some really like heavy favorites, like obviously Calgary and, and Colorado, but even just like Florida. Um, I know Tampa and Toronto should be close, but like I feel like Tampa's still the favorite. I know some people are like, Toronto's the favorite. I'm like, I'm not until you show me. Um, I feel like there's just some, some heavy favorites this year. Um, some high-scoring, 120-point-getting teams. And... Those are always scary uh, to face, but as a team that scores a bunch and is finished high in the standings, it's also scary because it's a lot of pressure. Um, so it should be really interesting. I'm excited. This is I've been been waiting for these playoffs for the last month because I feel like the Blues have been like, yeah, we're scoring, we're winning, great, which is fantastic for us, but not as much to talk about uh, in terms of critiques or anything. So I'm like, let's just get to the playoffs. I need playoffs in which everything can be a studied at the
0: very at the game level yeah yeah i'm really excited for this playoffs. also i think i'm i hope to sit and actually watch a lot of games and really make a point of paying attention to teams that aren't the blues and trying to catch everything and focus because i think it'll be a lot of fun first um, first round is the best round maybe first round is first the best round, round. best round as they always say uh let's run through these hilariously bad preseason oh so decisions good. that we made uh the blues true or false we did 40 uh total questions i think is that Mm -hmm. right um or did we do 40 for the nhl and and 10 more or so for the blues i
1: think it's that Uh, way yeah
0: yeah ryan o'reilly will be the leading point scorer ian and i both said true oh boy were we wrong (laughs) we (laughs) were
1: wildly wrong this is Um, a is a trend here folks you'll see
0: Jordan Bennington will be top three in the league and starts. Uh, I said true. I was wrong. Ian said false. He was right. Um, Sara, 67. Hellebuck, 65. Markstrom and Vasilevsky, 62. Bennington, 37. Puts him 31st. We both predicted Jake Neighbors would finish the season as a blue. We were wrong about that. We both <laughs> somehow. I know. What said- is this? that Robert Thomas won't score 60 points. We probably, I'm, I'm hoping we at least said like, Oh, but he'll get like 57, 58. It just won't quite make it. Uh, but we were wrong. We're so wrong. I I did say that Pavel Buchnevich would score 30 goals, uh, mm-hmm. and was correct about that. You were not. Um, I said Scott Perunovic would play more than 40 NHL games, uh, and and i was wrong you were right he played 19 and um we both predicted that jaden schwartz will be injured and we were correct obviously. <laughs> that,
1: was, that was a that was, that was a freebie it's free
0: space the easiest layup yeah that's the middle space on your bingo <laughs> right there um 2006, 21, 22 NHL true or false stolen from Sirius XM NHL network. We uh, were asked if the Seattle Kraken would go over 90 points. I said false. You said true. I was more correct than you. They finished with 58 or um, I think 58, let's say 58. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't win. Oh,
1: actually, did they have a game today or they have a game tomorrow. They have some weird, like they have one more game to play against oh. Winnipeg, I think. That's very
0: strange. Yeah. Um, must be a COVID thing or something. Yeah, probably. Uh, so they will finish with, well, they have 60 now. So they as maximum of 62, I suppose. Um, we uh, both guessed when Ovechkin will not reach 40 goals, we both said false and he scored 50 keep going king you're you're good (laughs) um we both said false a california team will not make the playoffs but the la kings did and now we both have them beating the edmonton oilers so (laughs) look at how the tables turn um we both said the islanders would have more points than the rangers (laughs) we were very wrong about that um we both said that Eichel would not be a Sabre on November 1st. We were wrong, but he was traded on November 4th. So I'm going to kind of get this credit. (laughs) (laughs) You got so close. Uh, we both said Anton Qdoba would lead the stars in wins. Uh, he had three <laughs> and <laughs> Jake Ottinger had uh, 29. So not you know pretty close in the ballpark, I'd say. But what are they gonna not, do with Udoba?
1: Right and they're paying him too much and uh you're yeah. not, not playing.
0: Well, they're gonna, is it gonna get a nice, uh, cheesy gordita bowl or something. I don't know. That's a
1: that's <laughs> taco, an Bell. amalgam.
0: Yeah, that's an amalgam of Taco Bell and Keto. They have a place down here, Ian, called um, Greenwise, which is like the Publix version of Whole Foods uh, that has like a fancy kind of cafe, you know, like lunch area. Um, and they will make a burrito bowl for you. And, uh, it was pretty freaking good. It was about as close to Quito, but they don't have Quito in Jacksonville. I'm going to have to go to Orlando to get my fix, which I will do once in a while, but, um, when I'm not back in town, but, uh, they, um, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was real good. I, I liked it a lot. So check out Greenwise if you're in the Jacksonville area and I assume elsewhere in the uh, Southeast. Um, we both said Austin Matthews would score f- at least 50 goals. That turned out to be true. Uh, we both said Johnny Gridrow would. Finish the season with Calgary. That's true. He's probably going to finish the season as a Hart Trophy nominee finalist. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, who who do you think your finalists are? I think it's him, um Goudreau, or him, Matthews, and Shesterkin
1: Yeah, I think I gotta say.
0: just gets the old stiff arm. That he's
1: always he's always going to be applicable. So just like yeah, man, this is such a different season. Yeah,
0: um, which is ridiculous when he has like 130 points, yeah, right, right. <laughs> dude. You win this all the time, so get out of here. You don't even get considered this year. <laughs> he has 123 points, and he's probably not going to be a finalist for the yeah, for the Art Trophy. Um, we said Anderson. Anderson will have more wins than either Lee goalie Cam Ward Mrazic. Like, we both said true. Um, it was false or no? It was true, right? Did you write this wrong, Ian?
1: Anderson will have more wins than either. Oh yeah, then well, that's true.
0: Yeah, Ian lied to me in the notes. Boober, we correct on this. Um, go us. We're very smart. Uh, but um, Anderson had thirty-five. Campbell had thirty-one. Mrazek had. 12. Um a goalie will score a goal this season. Uh it was false. I said true, and guest Cam Talbot, you said false. Uh, you want to take the next 10?
1: Sure. Yeah. So we had a few that we we can't can't comment on yet, but uh McCarl win the Norris. Steven said false. I said true. I think that's ended up being false. I feel like it's probably um what's his face in Nashville, right? Because he has like a hundred points. Probably He's like yes. close enough, yeah. right? Uh, It's probably going to be him. It's probably going to be him. But who
0: knows? I think Kale McCarr is going to be almost like what we were just talking about with McDavid, where they're always going to be like, well, he'll get a plenty eventually. So we don't have to do it this year. And then he'll be like 32 and one of one one. And people will be like, what? And then he'll get like the next five. That's right. Yeah, yeah he only I only ninety six points. Damn, man, he's got to be a he's got to be a hard trophy consideration too.
1: Maybe we're not considering him in that uh, matchup against Colorado. Just kidding. Just kidding. what a monster, though. Yeah, right I didn't think he was that good.
0: Oh, 96 points. Hot damn! All right, yeah. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Let's see. Florida finishes with more points than Tampa. That was true. We both said that would be false, though. How wrong we were. Uh the NHL will actually allow their players to go to the Olympics in February. No. False. I mean, they were gonna allow them, but then they didn't allow them. So that was false. Mm-hmm. We both said true. We were so close. We were, we're so naive. close. Uh Colorado will win the president's trophy. Uh but's false though, because Florida won it, right? No, yeah.
0: Colorado yeah. will win Florida the President's win. Trophy. Yeah. We both said false, and Florida did win it. So, even though I wrote true right next to it, but yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> um,
1: Tarasenko remains a blue the whole season. That was true. You and I both said false, though. How how the tables have turned um now i want to keep him forever i know hopefully he stays here forever <laughs>
0: even a few weeks ago i was like well but they really got to prioritize Kyrie and robert thomas And so now i'm like come in home <laughs> he's coming
1: in you gotta say another oh, deep run baby i
0: think our whole episode if he resigns we should play that for like 35 minutes just yeah so that's be it
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh please Please, Boba. Um, Montreal makes the playoffs. That was false. We were both correct. We both said false. Uh we said uh Jones will have more points than Wierinski. Uh this was true. Jones had 51. Worinski had 48. It was too close to call a day ago because I was like, maybe Wierinski will have three. Um <laughs> we were that was true. We both guessed false. Um Ellis' new team, Ryan Ellis' new team, Philadelphia, will have more points than his old team, Nashville. That was false. Uh, we both said true. I don't know why we thought Philadelphia is going to be so good. Maybe we thought Nashville is just going to be real trash, um, but we were wrong about that. Brady Kachuk will have more points than Matthew Kachuk. That is definitely false. Um, Matthew Kachuk has 103 points to Brady's 65. Steven Guest false and was correct. I guess true. I guess I thought Brady Kachuk was going to be a real fire starter this year. Um, Crosby hit 500 goals by January 15th. He was at the time had 486 before the season started. Uh, This was false. He scored number 500 on February 15th, a month later. Uh, We both said that was going to be true though. So we were wrong there. McDavid will win the Hart Trophy. You said false. I said true. You are probably going to be right on this. Um, who could have predicted these other three performances? No one, I say. No one but Nostradamus. <laughs> uh, there will be multiple 50-goal scores. We both said true, and that turned out to be true as well. Matthews, Dreisaitl, Kreider, Ovechkin. Uh, I think so, we're all so counting
0: on Chris Kreider when we
1: asked. Uh, I know. That, I was do. like, that's a lock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one's a lock.
1: Uh, Just I was expecting. Uh, uh,
0: what's our idea board right there? I was thinking uh, Vegas, or the
1: Carlson down in Vegas is going to score another 40-goal season. Um, Vegas, speaking of Vegas, Vegas will win the Pacific Division by at least five points. That was false. Steven said true. I said false. Uh, I don't know why I picked against Vegas, but I, I, they were due. They were due not to do so well, I guess. <laughs> um, Panarin will have more points than Kucherov. True, Panarin had 96 to Kucherov, 67. We both said that would be true as well. Caulfield will score. Cole Caulfield and Montreal will score at least 28 goals. That was false, unfortunately. He only had 20. Uh, Stephen said true. I said false. I was very bearish on Cole Caulfield. But he started picking up in the end of the year. Could this happen next year? Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, number 26, the Central Division, will take both the Western Conference wildcard spots. That was Nashville and Dallas. So that was true. Stephen said true. I said false. I was incorrect. I don't know. And this other one, Tom Wilson will get a mega suspension. 20 plus games, no rejection from appeal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was false. Stephen so correctly guessed false. And I guess true. Oh, we get all oh, these are some fun ones. Detroit will finish higher than Buffalo in the standings. I had to check this today. Uh, false Detroit finished one point by Buffalo in the standings. Um, good for Buffalo sad for detroit but they were so close um we both said true we thought detroit would do better than buffalo we were probably more just bearish on buffalo and just thought they'd be terrible again and yet they
0: were uh a little more promising this year paper they were they were the tiger roaring tigers at the end of the season that's right
1: that's right they started out as paper and then they were tigers (laughs) um i like the will score more than 30 goals that was the thing more than 30 goals uh you said false. I said true. Uh, technically, he did not score more than 30 goals. He scored 30 goals <laughs> on the season.
0: Uh, not
1: anymore. And these are the questions as they were written out. These are the predictions. So you were you were you were correct. I would have
0: given, given you the win on this one. No, okay. no,
1: I like I like incorrect or correct technicalities, <laughs> even at my own expense. <laughs> um Hedman will have more points than Fox. This was true. Hedman had 84 points to uh, Adam Fox at 73. We both said that would be false. Predicting Fox to have a a crazy season. I guess 73 points for defenseman. Still very, very, very good. But not quite Victor Hedman good. Uh, Kaprizov will have more points than Elias Pettersson. Yes, Kaprizov had 106. Elias Pettersson, 68. And we both said false. We thought the Vancouver Canucks and their players would be much better than they were this year. They were not. Um, Special or bad. I know, yeah. Bounce back team from next year when he's playing for a different team. Probably. Um, Kemper will have more wins than Leonard. He did 37 to 23. We both said false, though. We were predicting better from Leonard, worse from Kemper. But I mean, I guess a lot of people were expecting more from Vegas this year, as people are one to do. Um no head coaches will be fired before Christmas. I don't know why I said true.
0: Why would that have <laughs> ever been true?
1: But I said, sure, why not? Um, but it was false, and you were correct in guessing. So Joel Quinnville, Jeremy Colleton, Travis Green, Elaine Bignot, Paul Maurice fired himself, I believe. <laughs> uh, but that still counts. Uh, My job should be in question. I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> it is weird, uh, not to interrupt, but it is weird how little people talk. They talk about like the... The Jets disappointing this season, and mm. we. I just feel like that story wasn't talked about nearly enough. Like, there's just he was they're like, they're very they change, good, respected so head coach just pieced out in the middle of the season of his own volition. <laughs> like, that is very weird. I'm like, why? Well, it's just
1: better for the team. I'm like, is this some weird breakup where you're like, I'm holding you back? that's my fault. I gotta go work on myself. It's not you, it's me. I'm like, okay, Paul, Paul. That's not true, Paul.
0: That's not true, Paul.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we? Where are we? Boston Giordano. will have a top five score. Right. Uh, false. Martian was the closest at 33rd. Uh, we both oh, said false as well. Best. Good for we us. We predicted the Bruins' demise. Giordano's oh. new team, Seattle, which was then, is now Toronto, but Seattle at the time, will have more points than his old team, Calgary. Uh, that's false. Steven said true. But I think do- we both we both liked uh Seattle for some reason.
0: Ian, how did I say false to Seattle getting 90 points and then true to this? How lowly did I think <laughs> of the Calgary Flames? You, they uh, I mean, the Calgary did just kind of
1: like flip a switch those here because this is a lot of the same mm-hmm. players they've always had. And oh yeah, was, no, for still sure. Still couldn't do like,
0: it. Man, I was so low on them. You certainly were.
1: Uh, Laine will have more goals than Dubois, um, unless one of them scored a couple, or unless Laine scored a couple in this last game yesterday. At the time, Laine only had 26, and Dubois had 28. We both guessed that Laine would have more than Dubois, but we were incorrect. Um, McDavid will have more points than the top two Calgary scorers combined. Uh, we, I mean, these weren't ones that we necessarily came up with. This was XM, folks. They were so low or so high on McDavid that they thought he would have double or more than the points of uh, Calgary's two highest scorers. Not the case. Uh, McDavid had 123 to Goudreau's 115 and could 103. <laughs> so not quite more than those two. Uh, Stephen said true. I said false. I was right. Stephen, you hated the Calgary
0: Flames. Your column, what, what's the reason? i really thought that they were like such a mess in their you know in their heads and in their um in their room and i thought kachuk wanted out of there and i thought gaudreau wanted out of there and i thought i didn't think they could ever gel and we talked about it for a number i mean we talked about a lot Mm -hmm. we said that was always the story is like it was always this was the last chance for the calgary Flames for like three or four years and they stuck with it, and, and my God, has it paid off? But um...
1: another thing with the Calgary Flames, too—I forgot their coach, Daryl Sutter, with two cups with the Kings, and baby, that's you can't overlook that in terms of like mm-hmm. coaching. And I don't—he I, doesn't look like he has a brain, but it works, and he's good <laughs> at coaching the NHL teams. So, I, you know, I'm, don't overlook that experience there. Um, oh, I like this. Patrick Kane will have more points uh, than Rottenen. We both said true. It's false because they both had 92 points this year. There we go. Uh, there
0: we
1: go. I, th- I think Kane had 92 and Rotten had 91 last night or whatever. And then there you go. He got his point. Tied it up. We both said true. We were incorrect. Um, Atkinson had more points than Voracek. Stevenson said true. I said false. It was false. Atkinson had 50 to Voracek, 60. And then the last prediction, Ottawa finishes above Montreal in the standings this is true stevenson false i said true i tallied these up earlier i think despite my despite my uh inaccuracies on labeling some of these correct or incorrect i don't think any of them flip flopped either of us mm-hmm. so it was 17 to 15 or a delta of two of me guessing more correct than you but i do think Did you the say two... a
0: delta of two look at you that's very right. fancy that's right
1: Um, but i do think the two that we can't answer yet the Hart trophy and the norris trophy i guess true on those two and you guess false and i think those are both going to end up being false so i I think unofficially officially we tied
0: wow look at that which
1: is a fun little bow
0: yeah you were hoping for
1: dissent in your podcast but you're not going to get it (laughs) it's just a big old warm hug audio hug around your ears <laughs> and your head. Imagine both of us gently hugging your head. I like that. I feel, <laughs> good. A little that feel good to imagine everyone.
0: Um, Ian, there is one thing we haven't done that I think we do need to do before oh, no. we um, depart from this podcast tonight. And that is uh, we haven't dunked on the biggest golden nights yet. Oh, that's um, correct. That uh, I think would have, would have been a real, um, insubordination of our duties <laughs> to our dear listeners if we had not done that they missed the playoffs for the first time in franchise history um historic they are a complete disappointment a total disaster their owner will probably keel over and die your thoughts
1: <laughs> um man they need to fire from everything i've read now they need to fire um their coach pete DeBoer. your favorite pete DeBoer. Mm-hmm. um that dude sucks. Do you hear like everything? Basically like anytime they asked about Leonard, it just was lots of like, comments. Oh, that that was, like,
0: what a trash. I mean, yeah. he was just like an asshole. Trash. He's, he's just basically trash. like,
1: Oh, he's paid to, you know, we got a guy paid to stop pucks. He's got to do it. And it's like, yeah. And then Leonard, yeah. The whole fiasco is that like Leonard said he was hurt. And so he was going to, he was going to pull himself out of the season for the last couple of games because he needed season ending surgery and then they put him in as the backup on their game against Dallas or whatever. and So he was on the mm-hmm. bench and I think their doctor said he, you know, the team doctor said he was capable of playing, but I think Leonard, um, yeah, just didn't like being dragged in the media um, by DeBoer and folks. And he was just like, dude, screw this. And like, how, I don't know how you could let, I like Robin Leonard, but he's very, he can be a little touchy. He's, he's very emotional. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. He's very emotional don't drag the, don't drag anyone in in the media but like don't drag that dude because now he's like I read this I see this shit dude
0: and I'm pissed now maybe and that's you your have, guy maybe if you have a goaltender that's locked up under contract for a long time with your team who's an outspoken advocate for and suffer from mental health issues um maybe don't talk shit about him for literally no reason in mm. the media um this team's problems this season were not Robin liner um they go a lot deeper than that and uh you know i i'm amused by some of the people the elway friedman jeff merrick types who play a little dumbfounded about like i don't know why they're getting as much heat as they are it's because they've been a trash organization <laughs> their entire existence we all loved them their first year. We all thought it was the great thing. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then they forgot everything that made that team work, everything about the underdogs and the outcasts and the and the misfits and the you know, island of abandoned toys that they became, that brought them together and made them a Stanley Cup finalist. And they... Went after every shiny new MacGuffin that they could possibly chase every single time. Every single time they went out and signed, well, not even like way before Petrangelo, they traded for Pacharetti, and then they traded mm-hmm. for or they tr- tried to trade for Carlson, and and for their to their um, fortune that didn't. End up coming through, but then they went out and got Petrangelo, and then they went out and got Eichel, and they even traded for Didonoff, which never made any sense, just because <laughs> they could. And when, when they had Flurry, who was their franchise. Goaltender in the face of their franchise, and he'd been completely fine. They still went out and traded for Robin Lanier for no exact no reason whatsoever, and then extended him and made him the guy, and then you know, upset Flurry in the playoffs and then kept him around for another year, and then he became the Vesna trophy winner. And then they still traded him and didn't even tell the fucking guy. They're (laughs) a trash organization. They went out and then, and then they went out and they had to get Eichel, even though there's no way on earth they can possibly afford him. And they're only going to have to trade more people from their established core of players to make space for him. And it's like, this is, this is like the worst of avarice and, and greed. And, and, you know, it's just, there's a, there's a sense in which like it's great to be competitive and always chasing the top guys and trying to be the most competitive team but there is a point at which it gets to be too cutthroat and too you know their fan bases want to have their guys i think you know they want Mm -hmm. whoever it is william carlson raleigh nash jonathan marshall like you know guys who are really popular there like nate schmidt who just get thrown aside for nothing because they want petrangelo now you know and nothing against Alex we all you know still love him in a lot of ways but it's like now he's just a guy there he's Alex Petrangelo the NHL repping Honda you know (laughs) like um (laughs) it's just a it's an organization that could have so much character and Mm -hmm. could have could be so popular and beloved um but they choose to be greedy and and just misanthropic almost and like I'm really glad that they missed the playoffs and now I can't wait to see what crazy shit they do now because all that stuff was was crazy stuff they did because they were close to no city you know mm-hmm. and they probably should have just bounced back with their first year roster and and seeing what they could make out of it going forward but I'm enjoying them being out of the playoffs. I think they're a trash bag organization, which sucks because I think they could be so fun and their team could be a lot of fun. And and um, maybe they'll fire Pete DeBoer and hire Jeff Blashill since he's the oh God. Um, hotly new available free agent. So any final thoughts on the Golden Knights?
1: I just I wonder what's gonna happen when they don't have any prospects when all these dudes are old their contracts are expiring and they're like where's the young guys coming from like oh they're they're all gone
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's about they're going to be devastated at some point i just hope that the franchise can survive a a long crawl (laughs) A winter of their owner's own creation but um that's the nhl the playoffs start on monday Ian, are we gonna do a pot after monday's game
1: it'll be a late one but we could try
0: i mean well I'll, Dep- I'll, depends I'll on the, it.
1: depends on the outcome
0: baby well if it's a loss yeah, not but... really yeah we can go we yeah. can go ham
1: for an hour and a half
0: now that's it just seems doomed I think worst case scenario, it's like a close loss where we can't really fault the boys for anything because then we'll just be sad and like not really have anything to yell about. Mm. you know. So if you're going to lose, just get dropped. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the kind of loss we like. So, yeah, hopefully we a quick podcast after the game on Monday. And yeah. Uh, Playoffs will start air fists that's right sky. that's and, right uh, get your as, energy ready
1: oh boy is that my what's that is that my place <laughs> fire there's a fire
0: <laughs> uh, and as uh as the uh, espn nhl playoff ads say you know now it's time to party and we'll always party hard what a song that's that's a bump that's a
1: Andrew WK baby slaps.
0: That song, that song, just makes me happy. So that'll be our outro this week. A uh, little, little um, <laughs> how would Jeff, Mer- how would Jeff Merrick describe Andrew? Oh, uh, oh, uh, a, a single piece metalcore outfit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'll just say, yeah, he's got to call him an outfit, even though he's one human? <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh,
0: outfit with a uh, yeah. Where's he from? It's from Stanford, California, but he's no high minded rocker. This this Ypsilanti, Michigan native (laughs) is uh, tearing down North America with his latest album, uh, Babylon. And he will be touring uh, college towns around uh, Quebec in the upcoming months. Here's Andrew W.K. with Party Hard. that would be your Jeff Merrick out show mm-hmm. Ian. let's go blues. I'm scared. Get pumped. You're ready. Right, let's do it. <laughs> Enter WK everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. See ya. When it's a party, we will party hard.